0: Thank you for tuning into the Reluctant Vegan Sum podcast. I'm super excited for this episode where we talk about the announcement of my new business of being an emotional coach for young men. We talk about some of the philosophies that I'm trying to teach and we talk about how you, we want you to be there to come as you are party and we enjoy your company. So we talk about that and we also talk about a foolproof way to learn any language fluently. So enjoy the show. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So hit the music. what is going on everybody and welcome to this 37th episode of the reluctant vegan sound podcast i'm adam Woo-hoo! and i'm joined once again by the lovely nikki nared in her last week in new york i think yeah that's true i'm
1: going back to Nome and that small fishing village next week mm-hmm. on thursday
0: Well, don't you not go back to the fishing village for like a couple weeks? You just go back to Nome first and then you go to the fishing village at the end or how's that work?
1: Uh, I go to Nome the first week and then I'm heading to the fishing village the second week. The reason why I'm not going to the fishing village at the end of my time is that we take a small little, what I call minivan airplane, a little Mm -hmm. carrier airplane. And depending on the weather, you might get stuck in that small fishing village for a
0: long time. Ah, so they they didn't there's inclement weather incoming, like the rest of the country. there
1: could be. There's a lot of
0: a lot of right weather
1: now. <laughs> that people don't know what to do with. That is very true in different parts of the country. now people in Nome know what to do with the weather that's happening in Texas, but people in Texas definitely are not used to that and are not prepared for it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people's philosophies are, I don't have to worry about it until it affects me. Why change this system that seems to be working? And the answer is this exact point.
1: Right. That's true. And there are so many things to think about in relation to what's going on there.
0: Yeah. uh, And climate change and what things do need to be changed or not. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of systems in the US that hasn't been updated as frequently as probably needs to be. I mean, a lot of the infrastructure of this country, if I remember correctly, is built around the 60s or something.
1: That's true. That's true. I've always thought about that, that that the jobs would go to building the infrastructure and improving of this country. And there are lots of other countries that are really creating a beautiful infrastructure for themselves with great train systems that are going to different portions of the country. And Mm -hmm. I think that that would be a great thing to do, but because this... I call vitriolic level of capitalism makes people just want to take care of themselves. It's very hard to think about Mm -hmm. uniting us in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, I feel like that I create jobs for people. I'm not sure. I think updating it and I don't think it's very uh, high. What's it called? You know what I'm talking about? They call it like high intelligence, like, you know, they got like factory jobs, which are just, it's, it would be blue collar jobs. I would think. They're
1: definitely working class jobs, but yeah, that's working what I'm saying. class jobs are, and working class people are the only sustainable class in this country. To be honest with you, you have to be creating something or building something because eventually when you think about the middle class, which is just the middle agent between the, owning class and the working class just to keep them in line without the fingers being pointed at the owning class probably won't be necessary in a while. oh yeah I mean, it's shrinking
0: yeah I mean but the is the owning class necessary? I mean I guess if they create a if somebody creates a business and their business does well then yes I guess they provide value at a certain point. You know what I'm I, saying? I think
1: it could be created, but it does take people to actually do it, allow your
0: the vision
1: to come into fruition. And I think that we are giving no credit to that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's true about artificial intelligence as well. Obviously, somebody created it, but I think that everybody should benefit from it. And the fact that we might not have to work quite as hard as we worked before, and there aren't as many jobs, we should still be benefiting from whatever money is created from the
0: artificial intelligence i mean we already work too much in this country so yeah
1: that's true that's really true
0: people other countries are experimenting with different types of work it's, it's yeah. kind of crazy i mean is, aren't jobs in place i was seeing something it might have been on twitter i don't know how true it is but like people were like why do people not think job what are jobs for if they weren't created so you can have a livable amount of money what, what are jobs for? And then I'm like, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head. The job is not to have you to live. It's the job is for you to not have enough time to disrupt the owning classes with living.
1: I, I like that. I think that's probably true. I mean, that's what capitalism does. It keeps you in a factory-like system that has you mm-hmm. working enough for enough to live, but not too much where you can't actually
0: fight the good fight. You've got time to do it there's always the chance you do have the opportunity to fight, to do what you truly want to. And so people are like, Oh, you can do anything in capitalism. Well, it's, it's hard. That's why I don't think this country is going to change its work week. While other countries have talked about limiting hours or shortening, like having four day work weeks and stuff. True. I mean, I think it would probably be better. It would be interesting to experiment. I mean, people are so built into this concept of the weekend, which either came from religion or it came from just, I don't, I don't know how, but somehow Monday to Friday is like set up as this work week. I, I guess it's it was religion. probably based. religion.
1: I think it's a Jewish yeah. Christian thing. But mm-hmm. I think that that was at least put in place so that people could have some rest because there were groups of people that had no rest built in whatsoever.
0: No, yeah. But my question is, isn't time arbitrary? Why don't we have like you take a day off here, you take two days off here, your four day work week, maybe? have a weekend and then take like a wednesday off or you could space it out if you want you could do day on day off day on day off day on day off day on day off absolutely
1: i i don't think and i think that this covid related quarantine and whatever's been going on has actually helped people to see that that's a possibility mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that things will change in that direction and we'll see what happens yeah but right now things were slowed down enough to do quite a bit I think mm -hmm. good I know there are some hard things that happened for people but in general though I can I can name hundreds of great things that happened in relation to this pandemic Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so in relation to this pandemic and people starting businesses I've been Mm -hmm. trying to start my own business (laughs) and mom has been working on this too she's been working on life coaching and I've kind of taken to I'm trying to be an emotional coach and so I want to talk a bit about on this episode about what we're trying to do and I think what we're trying to do is pretty similar but a little different keep going uh I'm trying to I'm well I am gonna be I should say I'm gonna be you know I shouldn't I'm not gonna say I'm trying I I am like I'm just doing this I'm just doing this I'm trying to. I'm being an emotional coach for young men and I think it's really interesting that this time has given me I mean, I've changed a lot in this time, but this time has also given me time to reflect and think about what I want to do in the future or trying to start my own business and I have the time to do that, which is excellent. And I and I think this is a great time. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. And it's about being emotional coach for men. And the philosophy behind this or the idea behind this is I, I'm a guy. I mean, you might look at me and you say, who the fuck are you to be an emotions coach for men? What, you know, qu- quality what not qualities what uh what's your resume what what What? what, like qualifications there we go do you have and first of all my answer to that is well everybody makes shit up as they go along (laughs) 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 just not the ringing (laughs) endorsement you probably want to hear but a lot of people make shit up as they go along and if I have the time to put in research and shit but also I've been given a space as a young man to really show my emotions and my emotions have been encouraged and it's, it's always been encouraging me. So I want to give a space to do that and to work on that and to think about you. And I think that my experience, I've had a different experience growing up than the majority of people. And I think that puts me in a position and I've learned different philosophies and I'm going to keep learning. And I think that puts me in a position to teach or to coach people to grow emotionally. And I won't be a licensed a therapist or whatever. I'm not trying to be a licensed therapist. I'm trying to do my own thing and work with people and frame you in your light. And you have you trusting yourself and have you being taking control of your emotions.
1: I like it. I think you have all the qualifications in the world. And I think you are that emotional coach. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So in every fiber of your being.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to talk about this. i probably have oh. Catherine on the show soon. Uh, another emotion person we're all emotional people I mean that's part of being human I mean it's very important emotions are what make are kind of the argument of what people or what people think make us human because when you when you think of like people are like why animals have many emotions but like they say they don't feel the same we don't have the same empathy they don't they have the same pain like react these are all emotional things or whatever and it's also triggering something in your brain like we don't need animals. We think the animals do are shouldn't be eating their life. They they're great. They're um, uh, not eating them are helpful for the environment. Cows shouldn't be butchered. It's fucking atrocities. There's lots of things. About they why. have deep emotional. They life. do have deep I emotional have, lives. But absolutely. a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot if you of people's dog, argument. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, but at a certain point, society stopped saying this is a pet and this is food.
1: Right, so it's any way in which it benefits us uh-huh. that's for sure. So one I mean, of them, people, it's almost like the dog is our emotional coach. But but I think the one thing that we do have different is that we have the ability to decide what we're going to think or what we're going to not think. And I don't think that animals have that particular ability. So we get to decide that. And you're well, helping people manage their It might not be. It might not be emotions. as
0: complex. Interesting. I think there, they definitely is a way to decide. They do have a decision. If you see a lion, they're going to start running away.
1: Well, I think that they have a reflex and yeah. they also have mm-hmm. the fight or flight hormones saying, that yeah. know what it is that they've decided. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they do want to live. So the, yeah. the goal is to live, you know, and but to run decide away what they too. want to do tomorrow is a completely different thing to decide well, yeah. what they want to do 10
0: years from now is different. And that we have the ability to do. Well, we don't know if cows have that ability. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure scientists haven't proven that they don't have that ability. That's feel. true. That's true. That's a hard one to prove. You got to have I'm, like, I'm the- assuming
1: that they might not have you know particular goals. Maybe no, the goal I, I, is I to think make sure you're that right. they find
0: food. I think,
1: yeah. In order I, to sustain themselves. But I don't think the goal is a futuristic evolving goal in that way. It's just to evolve to the next generation to live.
0: Well, yeah. And they're constantly evolving. But I also think that there are some goals in the wild. I mean, there is a cycle of life. And so they might not have plans, as you might say, but there is a cycle of life that animals tend to follow. And, you know, you grow up, there's like a certain time when animals mate, there's a certain time when things happen, there is a cycle where they know what they plan to do. Like, why do you think, I mean, it might be a reflex reaction, but birds migrate. That's like, birds migrating birds migrate south to follow one warmer weather now they might have a flight or fright flight reaction and they might have evolved to be able to be able to concept that but they are thinking ahead about what they're going to do when it drop when a temperature drops i
1: i don't think that they're thinking ahead about what to do i think the temperature drops and they know what to
0: do yeah it's possible
1: yeah interesting
0: but, anyways, back I like to thinking coaching.
1: like I like thinking ahead like this. But yes, you are an an amazing emotional coach, and I think part of it is that to allow for the emotions and also to have the ability to decide what mm-hmm. it is that you're gonna.
0: So gonna emotions are do. C- complicated emotions, but emotions are what I would say. A lot of times, our ability to feel so many emotions make people human. I mean, and there's good emotions and there's bad emotions and. The goal is to not let those emotions control you and not to run away from the emotions.
1: Now, right. So what so what is a bad emotion?
0: is isn't it's not really a bad emotion. It's a negative emotion, I would say. I mean, when you're feeling anxiety or something, you're feeling so like I assume it's emotion, way. it's an emotion that doesn't feel good. I mean, gotcha. But isn't the research I keep, I remember hearing this like 50% of the time you are gonna have negative emotions?
1: That that's life. 50-50, baby. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't,
0: a person's not always going to have positive emotions. A person might seem always happy. I mean, this is, what why does, this is going to be very dark,
1: but a lot of the <laughs> times
0: people that you, that you may have known that committed suicide or something tend to seem like the happiest people on the surface. Oh, that's interesting. There's been a lot of times. Let's take Robin Williams. Mm. Love Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah. He took his own life. If you watch his movies, you see him. I mean, he's he's a comedian. He looks like he's doing a great time. I love him. He has all these doing fans, and yet somehow, for some reason, I'm not sure if you know why. I don't. I don't really know why. I can try to look that up. But for I'm some reason, sure. he committed suicide.
1: Right. Right. Now, so the inner I... emotional life is just is mm-hmm. just so overwhelming that he couldn't see any way out whatsoever.
0: Now, I'm not saying I'm a suicide uh, coach. Like I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to. Uh, oh, wait, did he commit suicide? Yeah, he died by suicide. Um, uh, Suicide attributed the suicide to a struggle with Lewy body disease.
1: Oh, OK. So a Lewy body disease is a kind of Alzheimer's like disease.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: Mm, so that's interesting because there that's was definitely different. like a brain. Yeah. Traumatic something or other. But it would mm-hmm. have been interesting to figure out. I mean, but you're right about the 50, 50, like, you know, so I think what ends up happening with your pie that's 50, 50 is that if you don't actually allow for the emotions and know that that's part of the experience and that everything is still okay, then you don't add on to the 50%, all the buffering that you do, all the Mm -hmm. angst about having the emotions, all the negative feelings you have about yourself, about having the emotions, which makes that 50% just much, much larger. Mm -hmm. If you allow the 50 to happen and know it's going to happen and just allow it to be That 50% actually doesn't feel quite so bad because you become a watcher and a knower of your emotions and still know that everything is okay.
0: It's actually interesting that I was thinking about, we're talking about negative emotions and positive emotions or thoughts, kind of. The website you were talking about with the, the happiness thingy, the quiz. Oh, that the, one, uh, the PQ, the, the positive PQ, intelligence, yeah. which is our Charmaine. He said that his thinking is that 75% of you want 75% of your thoughts to be happy thoughts or good thoughts, because you get three times or like negative thoughts or have three times the effect on you or something.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. I think like that, that you're assuming that the negative thoughts will be there. Exactly. I, th- I think that he's, he's looking to figure out how to shift the brain mm-hmm neural function in order to be on those negative thoughts for not quite so long and then not let it kind of ingrain itself in your neural pathways.
0: Yeah, that's very scientific. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to change (laughs) your neural pathways. I'm just trying to help you. If you could uh, think of neural pathways too I could because think about once it pathways. gets
1: etched in there like a like a record you're gonna you're gonna hear that song over and over again
0: exactly and they gotta yeah. let go you know and so they gotta discharge the record oh my god that's crazy anyways
1: <laughs> uh, you are like mixing theories my I friend make so many theories uh <laughs> yeah. and then when you're i gonna travel create the atom theory i'm gonna travel i'm gonna one. go to
0: like taiwan and ask everybody hey ni hao uh de so young? How do you feel?
1: I'm going to ask <laughs> every ask how how Chinese. You feel. <laughs> That's the first thing he learned to say in Mandarin. Like, how that's do you
0: not, feel? That's not, not how. That's not the first thing I learned to say. But like, basically, I'm going to go to Taiwan and be like, how do you what's your meaning right now <laughs> <laughs> so first you learn how to go to the bathroom and maybe
1: eat and then the next one is how do you feel and what how do you, you mean? feel what, what's your meaning how do how do emotions affect you
0: in this part of the world because i yeah. don't fucking know uh-huh. well I mean, your mandarin will get really good if i know you do coaching in mandarin if i do coaching in mandarin oh my yeah. god and if you interesting. find a partner and we,
1: do coaching in Mandarin, so you've got to fall in love with somebody. I was always told that you have to find a partner oh, in order to
0: get really good at that, Mandarin. That's my plan. We're going to go to Taiwan. This might uh-huh. sound bad and have a girlfriend for two years. And then we're going to go to Guatemala and we're going to have a girlfriend for two years. And then we're going to go to uh, <laughs> France maybe or Portugal. I don't know. What's another good language? Uh just become yeah, a world traveler for you? yeah i need to find tinder global you know be like hey <laughs> what's going on do you need a live in boyfriend uh, to teach a language to and you know i'll help you with cooking, I guess. That'll be my trade-off. I'll cook and you'll uh, teach me Spanish and we'll date. And there oh, we go. <laughs> that
1: That's one way. My Mandarin improved so quickly when I had my boyfriend that I only spoke Mandarin with. I thought you didn't. I thought you had a Japanese boyfriend. I, thought... I had a Japanese boyfriend that I couldn't speak Japanese to, so we spoke Mandarin. Oh, you spoke Mandarin? So okay. we had to figure out how to speak yeah. the most understandable Mandarin possible because there was no room for any nuances, He didn't know something more than I did. We both were at the
0: same level of Mandarin. We were in the same school. Yeah, so there's either the same level of Mandarin or you do the other way and you know no Mandarin and you date someone who is uh, from Taiwan, like your friend Celine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> My friend Celine did that. She didn't speak much Mandarin at all, and she mm-hmm. ended up having a boyfriend from Taiwan. And they would be consulting the dictionary every other moment, and they spent hours and hours and hours hanging out
0: trying to talk to each other. This is before Google Translate, and you know that one had a happy ending. They got married. They, had they got married. Parents.
1: They live in Queens. They, they got live in kids. Queens. We yeah. see them. We haven't seen them in a while. We should go see them. We should definitely see them. But this quarantine stuff made things I a little know. bit tricky.
0: It is very tricky. Yeah. But yeah. So it's really, yeah, you incorporate lots of philosophies. The main philosophies to me are reevaluation counseling and then my own philosophy Mm -hmm, on top of that mm -hmm. are like coaching philosophies and shit. Yeah, that's
1: really great because really it's going to be an evolution of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like we're not stopping here. We're going to move it until we really can, you know, move people and communities and, forward. And
0: really, what I should be doing, and this is just listening to podcasts while I do things or listen, whatever, and get various sources of information to build like my own thinking on like how to shift the thing. Cause I've never really come with like I'm coming up with activities, I'm coming up with my on on how my own theory i'm coming up with different ways to like it's not deal with your emotions it's to feel the emotions and then control your emotions because anger is important people channel anger really well sometimes
1: what do you, you mean know about that exactly
0: i mean a lot of times when you see somebody get like hyped up on the uh, uh, in like a sports game mm. they're trying to control their emotions because when oh, that's people so
1: interesting well, yeah well, if you
0: think about that when people are uh nervous or something they scream they shake when i'm nervous i i shake i like talk i like do that people like get you get nervous people just yell out like a scream you're like yeah (laughs) what i have to be scared of anymore sorry earbud people but (laughs) what do you have to be scared of that scream really beautifully exactly and (laughs) you you know you I'm a proponent for screaming around your friends. Like if you're nervous or something, be like, ah, you know, take all the tension out of it. They'd be like, who the fuck is this crazy person just yelling in the middle of nowhere, but then you'll feel much better. because Now everybody already looks at you like you're crazy. So, like, then you can be crazy and really feel, okay, this is not a good endorsement for myself, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm also a proponent of, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable in a situation, be weird, be more uncomfortable. My favorite thing is to like, just run with it. Like if so someone how, says how something, you, you don't. Like... With your discomfort,
1: like what what have you done recently that seemed kind of against the grain, part of the discomfort, and you ran with it, and you didn't feel awful or ashamed? Because I think Whoa. we're all trying to not feel shame or not feel
0: humiliation. That mm-hmm. seems to be the you gotta take control of your humiliation. From. That's my thinking. So if my friends like, let's say we're playing a game, like. Uh, we play quiplash. Quiplash is a fun game. I'm a big fan What's of self-deprecating quiplash? humor. Now I know that that's a very probably touchy subject. Quiplash is kind of like uh cards against humanities, but you just type in your answers, right? Really? Okay. It's, it's a fun game, but it's terrible. It just all right, is it. make as many jokes as you can about the person that about your friends that are not with you playing the game at the moment,
1: not with you playing the game.
0: Yeah, because then you feel bad. I do not feel bad at all. So my friends and, and my friends know that. So my friends will make jokes about me and I'm like, bet. So we're doing this. So if the prompt is like, yo, I'm gonna put my own name and then I'm gonna win and then it's gonna stop (laughs) them from putting my name or they can still put my name, but I still win and I take control and I laugh too. But you have to be,
1: but you have to be playing the game though, right? You have to
0: be playing that game, but let's let's take another moment. In order to talk about somebody. So what do you
1: say about yourself?
0: I don't know. There's just random prompts. They're like, oh, who would be uh, good? Who would be like a terrible person to have a sexy dream about? I'll be like, Oh, me playing with a bunch <laughs> of guys, but like, you don't want to do that. And before somebody else can make the joke, then, you know, I feel great. And I, I feel great. I win and I laugh. And, you know, then they don't want to make the joke. and. It's the best I mean, do you of both think that's worlds. true of
1: like Woody Allen or other, you know, I, I definitely think it, especially related to, to, you Jewish have to be in a certain comedian, state to like do Jewish that. comedians, just because we do a lot yeah. of self-deprecating humor. I think that's, partially because we do feel really bad about ourselves and society has kind of pushed us in that direction. So
0: I don't feel bad about myself though.
1: <laughs> you do that because I want to
0: win. And uh, and I think it's a good way. Or let's say someone's like getting in your face, like getting odd. And okay. Now, not like a fight out. This is more like a friend, like friends. Cause I think it's also hard to control your emotions with friends or like, it feels odd about friends. I have a easy time or not an easy time, but I feel somehow less pressure talking to people. I don't know. Cause I have so many questions to ask. What do you talk with, with people that you're literally been in quarantine with for the last year? Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's so an interesting get, thought, but kind of it used nervous. to be that you didn't know what to talk about with people you didn't know. So that's, that's changed. Adam. I mean,
0: I, I, don't, but you talk about anything. I mean, now I don't know what to talk about with people that I do know, and I guess I talk <laughs> with you really fine. So I guess I talk with you fine. So maybe this is just you talk with head. me fine. Yeah, it's sure. just in my own head. But let's say somebody's like going and like, okay, I have I have a friend, love well, giving kisses on the cheek and shit. Some people might find that odd. I'm like, no, go for it. If you find it odd, well, there you go. Be uncomfortable. Be comfortable with the uncomfortable. What's gonna happen? He's gonna kiss you on the cheek. It's a bonding moment, or like, out weird, or turn, look in, and then he'll not kiss you, or he'll kiss you on the lips, and then you'll be like, "Oh, what the fuck," and it didn't mean anything. But there you go, trying to like, you take control of the situation, like, scared he's gonna kiss you. No, I'm gonna kiss you. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? There's nothing behind that. No, you're gonna be scared.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, you feel weird. You can feel that shame.
0: You'll feel better when you take control of the situation. Mm, Interesting. Anyways, that's not so like... It's just a feeling. Yeah. You can live through any feeling. Mm -hmm. Why are we so scared I also think it's important to not leave the situation necessarily Mm -hmm. when you're not feeling a certain way. Well, you're going to have negative emotions and sometimes they'll occur when you're around people and you still want to think well and that doesn't mean you want to not be with the people. Being with your friends while you're not feeling the best it should be a come as you are party, right? right?
1: So we've been taught that nobody wants to be around us when we feel bad. So mm-hmm. when you're young and you feel bad, they're generally either sending you up to your room or trying to get you to get that bad face off. Yeah. So you learn that nobody wants to be with you, and then you've decided something about not wanting to be with anybody else either.
0: When you're and then that's when you're not feeling well. When there are to be times bad. when you don't feel well, and you have to do things. Yeah. And there might not be as much, there's not going to be as much pressure when you don't feel well when you're surrounded by friends. So if you start hanging out with your friends when you don't necessarily feel too well, and of course, do what you want to do important. You're the number one. I'm not saying, no, I don't want to be with these people. Go be with them. Okay. Okay. but if you want to be with them, but you're not feeling too well, that doesn't mean you shouldn't you should give up. That's not an excuse to give up being with them. And there's going to be times when there are things you have to do, whether it be work or other things, when you're not feeling great. And you still get to
1: come as, and you, you still are. have to go.
0: And right. so, if you start preparing yourself in situations, maybe you're not feeling great with your friend, uh, feeling great at the moment, but you do love your friends and you want to be with your friends. You start there, and you start feeling more comfortable of being with people when maybe you're not feeling the best.
1: I love that idea, Adam. That's so brilliant because I do find that most people, if they're not feeling really good, always say, "I don't want to get together. I'm not good company." Mm-hmm. But I'm not looking for them to be with me so that they can entertain me and be good company. I just want to be with them. Mm -hmm. So that's so brilliant.
0: I find it kind of, it's not awkward, but there are times when I just want to hang out with people for their company. And I don't even want to talk to, I don't want to talk to them. I just want to be with them.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't
0: need to talk with them.
1: That's a big deal because most people don't feel comfortable with those awkward silences or just
0: silence. Exactly. With other and people, I'm not the most comfortable with that I'm trying to be comfortable with that because then you're always you're always wondering why is there silence. Mm. But my I mother's sometimes... always asking if everything's OK when there's any silence at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people so ask you when you're quieter, are you OK? I'm like, no, I just don't feel like talking. Right. And just because you don't feel like talking doesn't mean you're not good company. Thinking well about people is separate from having small talk. If you just enjoy being with people and like doing things, or you could put like a show to watch or something and just hang out. And I think that's like a good social thing. You got stuff to talk about now. That's for sure. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're watching a, a show, uh-huh. that is true.
1: Yeah.
0: Or playing a game or like their ideas, play some cards. I mean, if that's what you're concerned about. I like doing stuff with people more than talking.
1: You've always liked doing stuff more with mm-hmm. people. That's what we did when you were growing up. We were just constantly doing. We yeah. had a deck of cards on us all the time. And we, we were did. always ready to play a game. We
0: play like huge games of hearts. We play like a month long game of hearts when we were in China. That's yeah. what I should put on like my bio either on Tinder or like when I'm looking for roommates in Taiwan or something or if we're trying wow. to figure something wow. out. Wow. Are you on I Tinder put... now? I'm
1: Have always on, on Tinder. You're always on Tinder. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody I mean, I don't really use
0: Tinder, but I'm always no? on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you swiping constantly? Of course. It's so much fun to swipe. Just Is never talk so to anybody to and just swipe. Yeah.
1: Just swipe. It's like, Your the... possibility. Yeah. A possibility. Oh, I
0: got a match. Oh, I feel very good right now. Mm. It's, it's the ego boost. Mm.
1: Somebody liked me too.
0: I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Who did that? That's not my mom.
1: <laughs> I am so not on Tinder. I, I know. just missed that.
0: Just, just a bit
1: just mm, a bit yeah 23 years ago
0: mm-hmm I yeah. mean they didn't tinder came out like five years ago but I know so.
1: I know there was a little bit of that dating stuff going on through different magazines like New York mm-hmm. magazine had their dating
0: profiles they had the, the, they had the dating profiles and yeah in the back of the newspaper dad said he, he wrote to one one time <laughs> <laughs> well we had a friend that got
1: married they met on that and they got married
0: they met through a newspaper through through a magazine
1: totally <laughs> And it depends on the magazine, like New York magazine was considered the higher class magazine. So these two people who met were two professionals Mm -hmm. and they were very specific about what they wanted, like white Jewish male looking for professional white Jewish woman. And they had all these little acronyms going on. It was Elaine and Bennett.
0: That's what I thought I was going to say. One of the uh, one of the uh, deal breakers was. You have to name all nine of the Supreme Court justices, if I remember correctly. Right. That's right. the one thing I remember about that story. Well, she that was a lawyer. Tell.
1: Luckily, she did know.
0: She did know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you don't want to know who all the Supreme Court justices are. <laughs> you want to get rid of them as fast get as possible. Get rid of those damn Supreme
1: Court justices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I mean, funny. I think the guy, yeah, was I part think of the Bre- test.
0: I think Breyer is supposed to retire. Mm. Um, uh, or people want him to retire. Now everybody's all jockeying up to Biden. And he said he's going to name the first black woman to the Supreme Court.
1: Excellent. Which is awesome. That's uh, so amazing.
0: Yeah. And now everybody's like all being like, yo, you shouldn't put Ivy League people there because they're too elitist. I'm like, okay. I, th- I think the most qualified person or like somebody who would be good. I don't know how they choose Supreme Court justices out of all the judges and shit. Like, but I mean, I know how Republicans choose Supreme Court justices. I'm not <laughs> sure how Democrats <laughs> should. Actually, I do know how Democrats Greeting them under
1: the table. <laughs> I know how
0: Democrats choose supreme court justices how do they, they do just that? be like hey republicans this guy's central let's put him in <laughs> i mean merrick garland's like borderline Let me conservative lick your
1: ass too oh yeah. did i just say that no
0: <laughs> merrick garland's borderline conservative and that's who he had who obama put up for the stand or put up mm. for the Supreme Court and he couldn't even get a hearing a year out. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's go back talking <laughs> about emotion. About
1: you and your emotional coaching,
0: my emotional coaching. I like it. Politics are something people get very emotional over. Uh, <laughs> we the other learn question how to
1: manage your mind around politics.
0: Yeah, that would be good <laughs> uh, and be willing to cut off. It was interesting because being comfortable emotionally is not it, it means evaluating situations, but it's not a fix all for everything, you know, mm. just, I'm just thinking about these things because like there are but, some people that doesn't you're mean not going to change somebody else's. Exactly. Opinion about and something. If you don't like somebody else just be, and you're more comfortable emotionally, you can think better about whether to cut the person off or not. So true. Maybe that, that doesn't mean
1: you have to do for them. Like even yeah. if you love them and forgive them or whatever, forgiving and loving could mean that, that you don't get together with them mm-hmm. again.
0: Like, like whenever I hear people talk about hard relationships with like relatives and stuff, I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no idea how to fix your relationship with your relatives. All I can tell you is be comfortable with you. Do what you can control to do, which is reach out if you yeah. want to or not. And then you can't control their response and shit.
1: Right. Right, right. right. And you can't make their okay. response mean something.
0: Yeah, but all you can do is be be kind and be a class act, and do you, and right. You can be angry. You. you can you yeah. can can be angry at them. It just doesn't yeah. mean it has to escalate all the time.
1: Right. But they, and they might not change. So you mm-hmm. get to decide what that relationship is and what yeah. you're looking for. And mm-hmm. then is the result, what you're getting, what you want, because you only have control over yourself. Yeah. Nobody is gonna help your, what we call frozen need for wanting love and affection and apologies and do that for you. You're going to have to be loving and affectionate to yourself and figure out what makes sense for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, That's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have lots of stuff that's important. But I was also wanting to talk about what you're thinking. I have this whole concept in my head of how dangerous positive emotions are.
1: Interesting. Tell me what you're what you're dangerous
0: of positive emotions, because when people run well, or people have really good things happen or people that that's also a state of mind where you're not necessarily in control. Mm -hmm. And it might be harder to see that. Because I I agree when you're really happy or really, you know, excited about something. I mean, people have letdowns all the time and shit. I mean, and I'm not saying to not get happy or excited. It's just when you're making a decision, be conscious of what you're doing. Don't don't just let your emotion control your action is what I'm saying.
1: What do you mean exactly? Because I don't think you should ever give up on whatever enthusiasm, excitement, determination. Yeah, I'm love saying that you have with the thought that you might lose it.
0: No, I'm saying you want to do that. But mm-hmm. when you're making the decision or when you're doing something, you don't want just because you're or that to make that decision happen that shouldn't necessarily happen. A lot of people get greased up. Uh, Mm -hmm. not really. It might be, I mean, I just have an image in my head and you could tell me this is wrong, but like people will do bad things for like money or something. People will do like bad things for, or when they're running well, they might sign things. They might be super excited and they might sign things that will come back to bite them or people let's take Texas. They were really happy with themselves. They wanted to succeed from the fucking United States. And now a winter storm later, they're begging for financial aid and shit.
1: So what I know, it's very different, is, but well, no, I'm just trying to think about that. So what you're saying is because I think that the decisions they made weren't out of happiness, to be honest. No, with you. I know. I, I know. think that they were probably out of their. They were out of anger for fear their country. And but
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I, I feel like when you're happy at times, you will say, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Or mm-hmm. when you're like ecstatic, I mean, determination. I mean, all those are good emotions. And I want those emotions to happen and to be felt and felt fully a lot of times people think you need to be a certain way to be happy and you can't feel the happiness as much the hardest thing actually is to enjoy the moment right One but i don't think you things. should
1: give more weight to the happy emotions than you do to the negative ones. exactly They're that's it's 50/50. part of the emotional
0: yeah. scheme is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying but i'm also oh, saying just to not just to not let it control you don't right. let the happiness decide your action rather than your good mind oh that's interesting okay don't let your excitement. Right. And, and it's not for the fear that it could, it could go away because what's the worst that happens? It goes away. Right.
1: I mean, experiencing it is the best part of whatever we do. Exactly. And we wouldn't know that we want that unless we do have the negative emotions, emotions mm -hmm. to balance it with.
0: mm -hmm. So if there
1: were no negative emotions, it wouldn't be like we could appreciate when the emotions were really good.
0: Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole problem with ecstasy, right? Mm. Yeah. You just get, they
1: just deplete your GABA receptors. So you feel exactly. great, 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 great. You deplete your receptors and then you really can't feel great or mm-hmm. as great again. Without,
0: without this. I mean, that's what a lot yeah. of drugs, certain drugs do.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and very addictive drugs. But yeah, that, that's more what I'm saying about the positive emotions being dangerous. Mm, And I'm trying to, I want to try to do some research on that and come up with like my own theory,
1: but are they positive emotions that you can culminate yourself and bring up in yourself? Or is it positive emotions that you're looking for some external thing to make Mm. happen for you? That's a good point. That's different. Friend, I think if you can somehow nurture the positive emotions within you, it's very, very hard to make bad decisions. I get that. But if you're looking for an external source to make Mm. you feel okay, whether it be a person, or money, or drugs, or food, or whatever it is, then you'll always be making decisions
0: based on how
1: good you feel. With that, I like that.
0: I like that. I'm glad we flushed that out. I think that's a great that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, and and happiness, you know, there are always people always say happiness comes from within. Happiness should come from within. You should be happy with yourself and trusting yourself and
1: you could decide something mm-hmm. about yourself at any moment and yeah. completely change your life. Yeah. You could decide that you're worthy of goodness. And no just- matter what happened in your past, at that
0: very mm-hmm. moment, you could change your life in a second. And it starts by believing it and working on it and thinking about it. I mean, I and always come back to it. practicing it. Like practice. one of the things, it's, it is practice. Yeah. But one of the things I was thinking about is like, I'm trying to think of like suggestions we can maybe give our viewers or like ideas. like it helps. And I think affirmations are a good thing to do. I mean, to start out. And, and because once you say it more and you think about it more, you start believing it more and you start shifting your mind a little bit. Totally. No? What do you th- I mean,
1: I think affirmations are good. They have to be believable affirmations
0: mm-hmm. or else you just end up, kind of
1: something that you don't quite believe
0: but so set a small goal instead of the large future goal or something or say something small about yourself that you really like or say something small about yourself or something just something believable I mean I don't know why I think smaller is necessarily more believable it depends on the
1: person you're so right
0: like if that's you if you can put I am the greatest I am powerful I am I'm worthy. I am fucking bad ass, whatever. And you believe that and you say that every day and you're ready to go fucking do that. If you can't say that <laughs> and you're more like, I woke up today. I feel good. This is going to be a good day. I'm excited. Well, I, even I just woke up. I just woke you up. feel good or not. Yeah. You might not feel good. I, don't I just know. woke up. I'm right. a good person.
1: Well, you can look you know. at a picture because I've been trying to do this. You look at a picture of you as a baby. And that baby has an internal goodness, worthiness, spirit that nobody expects anything from in order to unconditionally love that baby mm-hmm. and you have to know that that essence is still there so yeah. you practice that on the young person that actually was always known to be good and did nothing if anything everything they did was good whether it be poop or vomit or whatever goes on it's like oh look at my baby
0: I don't oh, know about made that. such a
1: good poop yeah, let me tell you when you're worrying about your baby not pooping That's a, a baby pooping is a good thing it's all what you can cultivate in your mind. Mm, and it's all points. your thoughts about it. Some people love when their babies poop, they know that their milk has gotten through or whatever it is. Some people love that they have good poops. Some people believe that they have wet diapers because they're getting enough. So it really depends on how you think about it. Mm-hmm. But, but your worthiness was always there. And that's for being born.
0: That's for every single person. Every too. Human. So, so when you every talk human. to somebody else now, remember that they're also that good, pure human as baby inside right. and, of them. somewhere. If, there is and that. if you
1: need to remember that mm-hmm. about them, like sometimes I have to do that about my mom because I have to remember something about her as this little worthy human with a good essence, who did the best that she could. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed that this was the life that I was meant to have, no matter what happened. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: assuming anything different is not helpful to me, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: And we'll talk more about this in the future. It's been about 40 minutes, though. Really? Oh, my God, that time went
1: quickly.
0: It flew by. We had a lot to talk about on this. We'll talk more about this.
1: We've got tons the to
0: talk about, but
1: Adam is an excellent so, emotional coach for young men. Yeah.
0: I'm going to give you a plug from here mm-hmm.
1: because one thing, and this is true about men's oppression, is that young people are not allowed to show their emotions. They're kind of sent up to their room. They're stopped from crying. They're jiggled. They're shaked. And boys get such a hefty dose of that. So when they come out of it, they actually don't know how to manage this. Adam has Mm -hmm. learned how to manage it and he is developing his skill and he is an amazing emotions coach. So if you get that opportunity to work with Adam, especially as a young adult boy or man, then you are on the right path.
0: Yep, I spend some time listening to you and just you going and trying to get, we'll talk more about that in the future. And I spend some time working with you and that's the uh, goal and I'm working on it. And hopefully you can help me. And, of course, I'm starting out. So you know how much this will cost. <laughs> Nothing. So if you're interested, please send me a text or an email. And I would love to set something up. Uh, yeah. And I we'll mean, def- to, get,
1: to get free sessions with Adam, mm-hmm. this is this is the best.
0: And we'll definitely talk more about this in the future. Uh, thank you for listening. If you yeah. enjoyed the well, you should enjoy this podcast. I mean, fuck. Fuck that. You made it through more the entire free episode. content. You, you made it through God. the entire episode. There's not even ads yet. I mean, someone please sponsor me, but you know, that, that <laughs> would be nice. It'd be possible as long as you
1: don't have to sell your soul to do it.
0: Yeah. As mm. long as you're a weed, uh, person. No, no, no,
1: no. weed. Perfect. It'll
0: be great. It'll be <laughs> awesome. Anyways. Uh, thank you for listening. Please like review rate subscribe. Uh, follow me on Instagram. At how I, left vegan son. I think I might be making some risotto today. I got to go pick up. It's going to be weird walking into a liquor store when I haven't drank alcohol in like a month. You're going to pick up wine? I, gotta, I can't guessing... believe you haven't
1: drank in a month. It's oh been my three God. weeks
0: actually, but you know. I'm... Wow. Yeah. But who's counting? Uh, who's counting? You uh, went for happy I... hour.
1: I have to say this. Went for happy hour and ordered a water and didn't I even did.
0: feel. I did. Did you feel weird at all? No. I don't care. Feel weird. I can feel. I can act like an idiot while sober with my friends. You totally can act like the an idiot. The only issue altogether. is now that I have to be really conscious of what I do because my excuse can't be I was drunk. <laughs> so and your, your, your excuse your, still uh, and, could be that you were stoned. <laughs> and an excuse that you were drunk is not a good excuse anyways. Be mindful of your actions. Uh, so if tell friends about the podcast if you enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, uh, shout out Nikki. Uh, Nikki element.com Listen to her song. We'll talk about this next week about how she wrote her song I want to contest growing old together so
1: yeah yeah so we my, should talk uh, my about song is being week. played on WNIR
0: mm-hmm. every
1: night seven o'clock uh, for their love fest it was a Valentine's Day thing and this is a love song
0: and we'll talk more about that next week because we kind of ran out of time I'm sorry should have thought <laughs> about that but uh, no check worry. her out at nikkiinthemanument.com. She's also in a great emotion. Uh, she's a great life coach. You're doing life coaching.
1: I'm doing life coaching. I'm doing homeopathy. I'm still a doctor in Nome.
0: Mm-hmm. She's doing, in lots. Well. doing lots. Doing uh, lots. And thank you all for listening. We love you guys and uh, you. have a great week.
1: Yeah, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week.